Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Do you know what I feel like doing? Buying in? I feel like getting elite, kicking back, relaxing, and getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Lowdown. I'm your host, Kalo, as always, here to give you the lowdown on all things elite. And I'm joined by my co-host. What up, guys? It's his Kenny Omega to my Adam Cole, baby. Um, and same on the mic. I'll take Kenny in this instance. But before we get into today's pod, we'd like to say thank you to anybody and everybody who is liking and sharing this podcast with anybody and everybody you know. So, thank you, guys. Thank you. And with WrestleMania fast approaching, I think it's time that we dive into more wrestling news because lately, things just haven't calmed down things are going off the you got everything happening all at once and we'd like to give you the best interpretation of the wrestling business as we can and we are here today to talk about aew and all the news that has been happening all the latest signings and some of the things that we predict for the future of this company so i think it's fair we start off with the big acquisition i'm not talking about a wrestler i'm talking about a company wwe yeah, WWE. But where Tony Khan bought ROH, a big yeah, deal. Kenny Omega just got the fuck your money. He, he, got, he has daddy's money. He's like, Daddy, can I buy this? I mean, hey, when you it's run like, an NFL team, you got unlimited money. He's like, son, didn't you just buy like half of the roster from WWE? But I want more, Dad. <laughs> What's the, um? do you see Shrek where he's like, do the roar? He's that little kid. He's that little kid. He's that, he's that little kid. But, and, we, and we wonder why AW never wants us on their shows. Exactly. So you mentioned it before when we were talking about this, you know, as is. But you made a valid point that the practically the whole AEW roster were ROH originals and or big stars within the promotion. And also NWWE. And WWE. You know, we don't we don't talk about that forbidden door, but this whole thing was made because one, he can acquire all the previous video of all of his stars like Adam Cole, Daniel Bryan. I think John Moxley was in there for a little bit. No, he was in ZZW. Practically anybody in this company was a little. The young bugs, Jeff, Matt. Exactly. Uh, also, All In was the first um, pay-per-view that was under Ring of Honor. Now they have that in their photo lobby. There you go. So, with that being said, with ROH acquisitions and all that, it is said that ROH will function independently. It just happens to be owned by AEW. Can we just can we cancel um, Rampage and just put ROH on a Friday night show? Thank you. Uh, I was looking on AEW's YouTube page the other night. And I was like, you know what? I want to catch up because there's a lot on of stuff happening elite. on being the elite. And I I just happened to scroll through. There is Rampage. There is AEW Dark. There is another. AEW Hills? Is that a thing? Because I, I believe like, that, it. That was like where Brandy started. I don't know if that's still a thing. Point being, there are so many AEW shows like on YouTube as well that just. I don't know. That just happened during the week, randomly. And, and we thought WWE had too many shows. Exactly. Now, a pitch for this, for this acquisition. 
Do you believe ROH could potentially be what NXT 2.0 is to AEW? Or is that dark? The dark is like the as dark is literally the dark matches, like the sh- matches that we don't see on the week. It's like a week behind when we see it. So like this I, week- I didn't put that together until right now. So wow. thank you for that. <laughs> are, you, are you kidding? Uh, no, I am a hundred percent serious. I just thought they called it dark to be cool. I was no, like, so, hold uh, on. So let me break it down for those. So it's also a week behind. So last week's today is the tenth. So last week's matches that were on AEW, those dark matches that they didn't see are going to air tonight. And then so that's how it works. But um, you're just not all elite. But I don't want it to be. I I, I just can't because you you treat ROH throughout the years was always just another company, a small company, not even a developmental, not like anything like any kind of like NXT what what it was back then. But now like a developmental is like people stay there to be the best. I don't want that as a developmental. Like, give it as a brand. Give it, like, a, take, like I said, take away Rampage. Make it AEW versus Ring of Honor, where your loyalty's at, where your hoes at, where your hoes at. Have that, and then you could have AEW versus Ring of Honor and have that. MJF was never in Ring of Honor. And then you could bring up, you could do stories just like, well, you never gave me that big break AEW gave it. Darby Allen, MJF, um, LAX, Chris Jericho, Jack Swagger, like all those guys. Don't make it like a promotion, whatever you do. Because then what are you going to do? Are you going to put Ring of Honor on Tuesdays and have NXT 2.0 versus Ring of Honor? Because then that's going to kill NXT. Very true. But another like weird pitch that came out of this acquisition was the fact that Cody Rhodes left. left. He did leave. But could Cody Rhodes potentially lead an ROH invasion into AEW? I mean, that would be good. That 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 would be cool. Correct me if I'm wrong. He was ROH champion. Yes, when he, he went to the yes. Independence, right? So so was Adam Cole. So was um, Kenny Michael was never ROH, but yeah, Brian. Yeah, yeah. Cody Wolves was ROH champion. That's your question. So, in a world where he would potentially not be signed to AEW, but would still have the flexibility to show up and not go back to WWE. And be an ROH and be the what I would assume be the top guy and lead the invasion. Hey, I mean, it's there for the taking. Might it as is. well. What do you think Tony did? He's like, ooh, let me just take this. Let me take that. And they do have like Jay White and they have um, Jay Lethal and all those other guys. Sure. And then you could build. And then with this library, you can build a better story. With Hangman Page and Brian Dennison, two different decades of ROH going in there. Yeah, give me, give it to me. Put it in my veins. Into the veins. Now, I want to move on to some of the acquisitions, and then we'll get to the bigger ones as time goes on. An important one in my eyes that, yes, there were big names that came out and blah, blah, blah. William Regal is all elite. It Can breaks we, my heart that he's not in NXT anymore. Who's running NXT? Anarchy, I'm telling you. Anarchy. Really? Very true. <laughs> um, Can we also talk about how when Regal was assigned to uh, his role in NXT, Triple H fl- laid out and said, you can have this job as long as you want. Triple H's words. Those are exactly the words he said to Regal. 
moment Triple H goes down with a serious injury, Vince is like, all right, let's take everything that's Hunter's and kick it out. He's like, I can't fire him from my office, from, from my job, because he's family. I would just take his friends and all that. Like, how the fact that Regal didn't even leave on his own terms, like, Regal was enjoying his role as a uh, part of NXT, because he could have left at any moment. But the fact that, like, that, that hurt me the most when I heard that, um, and I remembered that Hunter said, you can have this as long as you want, and then getting released like that. Like, the only two people that are still on NXT are Sean and Road Dog. And even then, they can go at a moment's notice if they're yeah. letting Regal go. But it is if they're letting that- Braun go, like, hello? Braun yeah. Strowman, uh, no one's safe. That's part of uh, control your narrative, whatever that's going to be. But for me, Regal is the biggest thing here because one, like you said, he was the guy that helped orchestrate NXT and create the next generation of superstars. He has a good eye for talent and he's also being a part of this tag team that was developed between John Moxley and Brian Danielson who he both has connections to, which is just kind of like an awesome deal. Him being a manager to them too. Oh my gosh. Like the dynamic there alone is just, it makes it all worth it. But also to just Regal's presence as a character. And you, you talked about RH being another thing. What a slap in the face to WWE. If they make this as a developmental and give, Regal that role as general manager. Oh my gosh, like, that would be the the biggest spin. And as we learned before, Cody Rhodes was the one who wanted to go to the war with NXT, even though NXT is the one who moved their shows to Tuesdays to, on Wednesdays to keep them. But you know that's not here or there. But I, I feel like that would have just been like you let this great guy go. We're gonna take him and give him the job that you had that he had over there and do a better job at it. Like I feel like that would be. The biggest smack in the face. And speaking of big acquisitions, big. How big? How was your reaction to this? With Regal jumping ship, because I think you talk about your Brian Danielson, you talk about your Adam Cole, but I legit popped. I thought Regal was going to stay retired. You know, it's like loyal to W after release. But what was your reaction? Did you expect him to go to AEW? Honestly, no. Only for the fact, like what I thought he would do was go to be like a producer or something like that, where he's not going to be a wrestler or a performer. I'll put it in that aspect. Cause I don't think he's going to wrestle watch. He does because sting just jumped off a giant freaking <laughs> thing at 62. You know, who, who am I, who am I to call them out? But you yeah, know, this is the reason why to do it. Cause they hear you. Yeah. They're like, oh, they can't do anything new anymore. I'm just waiting for the day that sting does a 450 splash. Oh, the time. It's coming. It's coming. You watch. But for me, I popped because I just know his mind and how valuable it is. And if AEW is going to get that next level up stage to be a bigger show, to have more of a a finger on the pulse of the talent, mm-hmm. William Regal is that guy. Like, he really is. But the fact that we won't hear him say war games anymore. It's, Don't they have like a, blood and guts? Does it kind of sound You're going to go one-on-one and it's, it's not the same ringtone. Dog. It's, it's not, not. It's not. It's not. But him being the manager to Moxley and Danielson is just like, it's like getting your older brother to just kind of like stop beating you up. And hey, here we go. But 
I want to talk now, like in the vein of like ROH and like all that. Uh, the dog collar match that happened a few weeks ago at this time of recording. The fact that CM Punk came out to his old ROH theme, it got a lot of people excited, but apparently a lot of people were pissed off for whatever reason. Because but, of the final personality. People don't know about his Ring of Honor days. That's why they're pissed off. But now that they purchased the company, they can be like, here are some CM Punk highlights or whatever. But for me and what AEW is, I'll be fully honest. Like I have a handful of superstars that I like in AEW. You know, yeah, Jericho's there and all that stuff. But I'm talking about like true AEW talent. Like Orange Cassidy, I'm behind. Love him as a character. Like it just, it's funny. Like it, that, that is what sports entertainment should be. Before we continue the show, I wanted to take a little time to talk about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find the things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else might not really work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. And for me personally, that's huge. I know that I am not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I know that I'm not getting up at four in the morning to go work out. But by using Noom and having that little more of uh, flexibility and stability, it certainly helps with my journey here. Noom also makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons that help you gain confidence and a practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and cognitive behavioral approaches that teach you how to be mindful of your habit. 75% of Noom weight loss users finished the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash believe. Again, that is Noom, N-O-O-M, dot com slash believe there's a guy that you should look into i don't know if you know him but dan Housen. he's that dude him. he's that dude with the face like oh i don't I, like him i don't like him i went i kid you not whenever he first appeared in AEW, and like i was like who's the dude in the face paint like, i went on a dan Housen binge like i went through his whole youtube channel this dude is like living in kayfabe like he still wears the face paint yeah, even no. when he's not there like oh. I, I, I don't like him I I just think about uh, he's just a lamer version of Darby Allen. I mean, that's a fair point. That's essentially what he is. But mm-hmm. you no. know, get out of my screen. No, stop it. Get get him out of your screen. But my, my point being, and especially this ties in with Regal and everything, the AEW talent pool, like originals, like or uh, I'm saying originals, but like the people that haven't been to WWE, like your MJFs, like your powerhouse Luke Hobbs, I think he's called, like Brian Cage, like um, Lance Archer, Lance Archer, like all those people, Jurassic Express, Regal is going to help build those people up. But I was talking about CM Punk ROH, like that theme, whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel now. AEW is doing better callbacks to things, you know, mm-hmm. with, and grant you, this could be an effect of 
AEW letting their talent have creative control. I don't think you would have seen a dog collar match in, in WWE. No. No. Granted, I don't like dark collar matches anymore because the last dark ma- collar match I watched was Luke. Um, um, what was his name? NAEW. The guy who won Dark Order. Um. Oh. Uh, Brody Lee. Brody Lee and Cody Rose. That was the last. Because cause I get sad when I watch him. I'm like, oh, my last. I, I want my memory to be a dark. I'll be the Cody versus um, him. And Brody Lee just had a, like. I, I can't look at another dark collar match after that, but that's not here or there. But you said about like you know, Regal bringing these people up. Yeah, people who are in WWE, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole have given said so many good things about William Regal being in NXT and learning so much from him. I feel like, and now that you have like undisputed era there, that's gonna be great because they have that chemistry to work. And I think you're a hundred percent right, giving wrestlers um, creative control. And then I think, like, if it's anything, uh, Tony Khan vetoes it. Like, if he thinks it's too out of reach. We've seen this at like, yesterday, last year's WrestleMania where it snowed out and needed kill time. And they let the wrestlers do the promos without the script. And we saw how good those were without being handed something garbage. The MJF promo leading up to the dog collar match where he talked about, like, hey, like, you were once my role model. Like, and then you left me, which he did. He yeah. left wrestling. And to have that real life aspect, grant you, like that's what all of wrestling is, like yeah. storylines. But to have that thrown in, saying like, "Hey, you that left. hurt that 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 hurt deep." Yeah, because it, it, funny enough, that reminded me of the Avatar um, thing, and then I, I saw a thing on Twitter where Punk is facing like he's on the rock. You know how when he, when Avatar Roku is doing Fire Earth, but in the in the video, it's Punk fighting Rock. Cena, and then you know he throws a punch and he just disappears, and then a new avatar, and then they had MJF being the new avatar. My God, uh, that, that was, I wish I could find that out. That was so good. But I think, like you know, if WWE gives creative control to these superstars and Raw, and have like Vince, and you know, I hate to say it, Johnny Ace and Bruce Pritchard, because those are the yes men, be the mm-hmm. ones to veto it. Yeah, that's fine because you don't want a Hulk Hogan situation. What happened in WCW? No. But um, just have the superstars have creative control, and then add the fact that if we don't like it, we can veto it. I feel like that works. Yeah, that works down. Because that's where, and I'm, I can't bring up a wrestling pod without mentioning him. That's where the fiend would have excelled, Bray Wyatt. Like he, he's a creative dude, and yeah. he just has that aura, and he can do a lot. Like. Who would have said, like, back then, like, a lot of people didn't like the cult leader thing. Fine. Eater of Worlds. You know, whatever Bray Wyatt was between Eater of Worlds and The Fiend. The, the Leader of Worlds. The Leader of Worlds. That was when Del Matt and um, Bray. Yeah. Um, no one liked the when they, the night after Mania, um, when we just saw Buzzard, the Fiend, and he was the, uh, you didn't like it either. I you, didn't. You didn't, and I was for it when he was um, Mr. Rogers. Yep, and I told you to wait because I I was sold on it. I was excited for it. I'm like, I and you're like, they killed my boy. They slaughtered him. Yeah. And what was I wrong? They didn't. Did I? It evolved into something great, and I, I feel like it's it's all owed to the talent, creativity. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but because that could have gone south so fast if Bray had no creative over that. They could have just made him be this nice. 
Mr. Rogers type. Don't you know what? It's gone. And in an an alternate reality, that's that's what it is right now. Oh, please. That's probably the alternate reality that Kalo is like dying within. (laughs) But I think it's also time to take a break from the Get Comfy Lowdown and hear from the sponsors of the Get Comfy Lowdown and the Believe Podcast Network. Winter has come and it will have harsh effects on your skin, such as feeling dry or dehydrated. And in order to combat that, we suggest you turn your shower into an escape with the gentle, skin-softening Way Melrose Place Body Cleanser that features skin-softening oils and a hydrating blend. This product also balances out your skin without stripping it or leaving any unwanted residue. It also gently cleanses and nourishes at the same time with a luxurious lather. It also features high-quality nourishing ingredients like jojoba seed oil and rosehip oil. Experience the new Way Melrose Place Body Cream and Body Cleanser. Your body, your way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use code BLEAVE to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com. Use code BLEAVE. So now we've talked about Regal. We've talked about ROH. We've talked about all this other stuff. I, I think it's time. I think it's time we talk about something big. And it has a lot more meaning than you would normally think. But uh, you know what? Don't say any- no more words, Kev. No more words. No more words. And I think it's time we talk about Jeff Hardy is now all elite. Might I add? Spoilers, came- by the way, if you guys didn't see the episode. Well, by now they should have. <laughs> but he came out to the Hardy Boys theme music. Mm-hmm which I now hear is under public domain as to why he came out to that music. So that's dope. They have the music, but let's Jeff Hardy underappreciated in my book. He we- took the time. His brother was getting beat down <laughs> by literally everyone in that ring. He took the time to do the little, little dance thing like he he ha- like he could not move forward without doing the little thing he's like it's mad it's fine but the fact he took the time to do the little hand thing and like get his little dance and like then run to the ring oh i love can you, jeff can you imagine if wwe copyrighted that thing they copied too sweet can you imagine if they trademarked jeff's thing hey you know i wouldn't put it past them they took cody rhodes's last name kept it from him but now he has it but it's, it's okay now he has it but is seeing the hardy boys back it's great i do like the moment and this is the thing i took away from everything yeah the hardy boys are back sure they got the music but standing in the ring darby allen who is almost compared to jeff hardy in some aspects like daredevil face paint all that i know you give me that look but i i draw comparisons but the exchange that Darby Allen gave to Jeff Hardy. And I, I would assume, and this is just a spade calling spade here. I would assume Jeff Hardy was a big inspiration on Darby Allen. Who wasn't? Who wasn't like that? That's my point. Like Jeff Hardy is such an inspiration to a lot of these younger wrestlers and to have that exchange. And now we're talking matches in AEW. John Moxley versus Jeff Hardy. Grant you, you know, Hardy was Young Bucks. Exactly. Hardy was Undisputed Era. Lucha Bros, whenever uh, Ray Phoenix becomes healthy again. Oh, uh, yeah, no, there's a lot of... Jurassic oh. Express. 
Can we also talk about how Travel Guerrero is no longer in AEW real quick? And now he could have been in 2K Showcase. I just wanted to put that out there. I'm upset. But anyway. But um, I'm just upset that we could have gotten into Willow. It was teased in WWE. And then Jeff was just... Something happened backstage because he was just tired. He was burned out. Like, uh, I, I wish I wish Jeff can open up more and tell us that, like, WWE, either WWE they want to do the Willow, they want to like something maybe. Because you teased the Willow. You, you can't just tease something and then just be like, I'm done with WWE. I'm burnt out. Well, there was. and I The drug, the drug test, but that was at the, uh, when he walked out. So something happened before for him to walk out on WWE. Yeah, I was going to say that um, a thing I've been listening to is Oral Sessions with Renee. Oh, um, I hate that name. I know. She, it's knows very, she, she knows what she did. She knows. But um, a lot of wrestlers go on there and talk like, like candidly about WWE. Also, yeah. talk is Jericho. If oh, they oh, if they ever do a podcast, that is where we're going to hear the most. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> what are your so like Jeff Hardy to WWE or wow Jeff confirmed. Hardy yeah <laughs> confirmed Jeff Hardy to AEW William Regal to AEW they bought ROH the state of the AEW address right now do you do you think they're on the rise? Great, oh, you, uh, people uh, could uh, say they're on the rise already. Oh no, no, that hundred percent, and um, and um, you know, people are saying, oh, oh, AEW is just you know what TNA did by getting everyone's country. Well, my country, I'm like, yeah, that's what you get when WWE buys all the greatest talents, and then they let them go. Like, yes, you forget half these people were indie guys before WWE guys, and it's like now. Granted, I love how it was back in the day when it first back in the day. Wow, when it was like the first AEW because you had all these no name guys getting the spotlight, and now it's I feel like you're having these people that are already established, like CM Punk's. Like, I'm, yes, I'm happy they're all in lead, but I feel like now we have these guys, like the less known guys, are gonna get less time now, which oh, I yeah. which I can see happening, and that's gonna hurt. But besides that, I think they're all on the rise. I said it before then with the ratings and the state of WWE with the with the uh, low morale and all that. Um, WWE is turning to what WCW was with the low ratings and the deals. Like companies are going to be like, "Why are we paying you millions of dollars for giving us crap on TV that no one's watching?" Like I think once when WWE hits the one viewer mark, that's when we will see the demise of this billion dollar company where. The uh, people where no one's tuning in. The only people that are going to be giving the money is the Saudi, the Saudi, the Saudis, and that's mm. it. But um, I, I think WWE in the next couple of years is going to go downhill unless they change something. And but I would Finn said it the best. Finn said when I was in Japan, WWE didn't need me. I needed a Finn back. I um, Prince Devin needed WWE. Now. WWE doesn't need me, and I don't need WWE. I'd be fine on my own. WWE can let me go, and I'd be fine. Because he only went to WWE to make a name for himself. Because no one knew who he was in YouTube, if you watch. Now everyone knows. And I feel like that's a great aspect. No one knew Tommaso Ciampa. No one knew Johnny Gargano as much now. They And they didn't. They proved they didn't go to the main roster. They can go. Adam Cole didn't go to the main roster. Granted, he was a bigger name. Shinsuke on the big roster. Like, these guys... Should just defend and be like, I don't need them anymore. I I am a household name now because of you. Thank you, but let me go do my things and kick somebody's head off 
in real life. There's options. That's what it is. There yeah. are better options. Back then, like 10 years ago, you would say, all right. TNA. That's stretching it as well, too. I was going to say, like, yeah, I'm going to go to the WWE because yeah. that is the show. That is the goal. And I mean, what am I going to go to Impact and, like, yeah. be a jobber or, like, not be but, a household name? Yeah. And I think nowadays, you know how WWE is. You know how creative it is. I feel like you go there just to get your name out. Because mm-hmm. hey. if you say, oh, this person just been saying, let me look him up. Who was this guy before signing to WWE? And then he gets released six months later. Because let's, let's be real, WWE is going to get bold of that. And they're like, oh, that guy was such good in the ring. Where's he going to go now? Let me follow him now. It's like, WWE is going to use you. Use WWE. You mm-hmm. make the most of your time there. Yeah, that's just it. And speaking of making the most out of our time here, I think that about that about does it here for the Get Comfy Lowdown. We hope you guys enjoyed. This show goes live every single Wednesday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and of course, the Believe Podcast Network. But I've been Kalo. Wait, yes. Hold up, hold up, hold up. You can't just show love to one of our podcasts because we have one on oh, a yeah. Friday. We have one on a Sunday. That's right. Look at me. Look at you. Look at us. You know, we got the Get Comfy Game Break every Friday morning. We got the Get Comfy Podcast every single Sunday morning. So go check out those shows. And then, you know, when you're done, come back go to even this further one. back. You can come to this one, but go yeah. further back. Go look at more episodes. Just go to, the, go to the archives. Open the drawers. Pick which okay. one you want. Emperor Palpatine said it best. Do it. I have been Kalo, joined by the one and only. What a guy's aim on the mic. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.